0: What up, grommies? Yeah. Alright, check it out. Hey, yo, what up? The name is Nerd Grows. I got the buttery turf flows of the way I make these herbs grow. This one's for all my tent homies and my earth home Yo, yo, so yo, I, yo, yo. Wait, what, what are you doing, man? What? Start the podcast. Alright. What up, y'all? Welcome to episode four of the Nerd Grows podcast. Right up top, I'm just going to tell you about how my grow is doing. So I'm almost at the point where I have a three-plant perpetual grow set up. So I have Odin's Sons from BGG on day 11, also looking amazing. I'm sure a huge part of it was my fault, but like my first two plants, the seedlings did not pop off as fast as this one did. And it just looks awesome. It's already, well, it's starting either second or third node right now, which I feel like for me personally, that like I didn't see that with my first two plants really. It was a couple weeks, I feel like, before like veg really started to go off. But yeah, it's doing good. So, <laughs> kind of a uh, update to last episode where I told you, like, kind of like what uh, Alan Brihe and Your Average Grow said a few episodes ago, was, like, giving your bonsai just whatever leftover water you have from your main plants. So I've been doing that, and, like, they've looked great so far, but now the, the bonsai is starting to enter flower, and it does look like it's getting some uh, deficiencies. I'm not going to change what I'm doing, though. I'm not going to calculate newts for a bonsai i'm sure i will in subsequent bonsais but a big part of me growing this first bonsai was just kind of to see the limitations like how much can i abuse one plant so i kind of know like where the thresholds are for like overfeeding underfeeding overwatering underwatering i've just been kind of just winging it winging it but with like a close eye for detail like intentional winging it is that a thing <laughs> My main two plants. I got double grape and Walter White. They are on day sixty-seven right now. Double grape looks like it's getting pretty close. I've been checking the trichomes. Uh, it's getting real faded, real fat. It has that real nice like gold, copper, purple fade on it. And then Walter White looks like it still has a bit to go. It has a lot, a lot more buds on it, but they don't seem to be getting as fat as the double grape. Also, I heard that double grape can have like crazy yields, and mine does not have that much butt on it. I'm sure I stunted it. Uh, if you listen to the previous episode, I said I had some lighting and humidity issues and heat issues. In general, I had some climate control issues when I first started growing, and I'm sure that stunted the seedlings a bit. but everything is set up good now, so I'm really excited, like as much as I love you know my first two plants, I'm really excited <laughs> to get them chopped. Just so I can see what it's like in the big tent. Now that I have everything set up properly today, I'm gonna order the AC Infinity humidifiers. I'm gonna order two of them, one one for each tent. I have like a regular humidifier that I'm using, and I don't know if it's just because like it's so close to the ground, or because it's like under other plants or something, like like under the canopy. It uh, the thermostat on it always reads like way way higher than what it is, which normally would be fine. You could just adjust your thermostat settings to whatever the humidifier says. But I'm at the point where the humidifier's thermostat says that the humidity is so high that even if I try to like balance it out myself, the computer and the humidifier won't let me go above a certain number. So I can't really get it balanced. That said, uh, so I just have it set up with the exhaust, like have the exhaust regulate the humidifier. The num- like The numbers have been staying pretty consistent, but I really want to be able to fine-tune the humidity. The humidity is also going to have an effect on the airflow, an effect on the temperature, so I really just want to lock that in. Since I'm already using the AC Infinity you know, computer, the 69 controller, which is also my nickname in high school. <laughs> that was horrible. Having the humidifiers that, you know, hook up through UIS, everything will be running off the same thermostat algorithm that, you know, whatever I have the app set to. So I'm excited for that. Uh, since harvest, is, you know, my first harvest is coming up. I'm buying a trim tray, uh, some Bovita packs. I have a lot of mason jars from different arts and crafts I've done over the years. So I just gotta wash those, get those ready. Also, <laughs> actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna save that for a second until we get into the main topic of the episode. But yeah, everything uh, seems to be going pretty smoothly. In a week or so, I should be able to chop double grape and then move Odin Sons into the big tent and then start something new in the new tent. Currently, I have Hubba Bubba Kush X-Livers from Mephisto, and I have Crab Delicam from Mephisto, and then I have more Odin Sons. So I don't know what I'm gonna grow next. My homeboy said he's gonna hook me up with some seeds. So if he comes through, I'm sure he has something better than I do. He's been doing this a lot longer than I have. <laughs> but anyways, I got off on a tangent. So I'll, I'll chop double grape, move Odin's sons into the big tent, start something new in the new tent. Since I have that like one to two week buffer while I'm waiting for Walter Waite to finish, I should be able to just like ease myself into a three, you know, a three plant perpetual. Because at that point I'll have one germinating one that's around day 14 and then one that's like so like one that's like two weeks old one that's a month old and one that's germinating and that seems like a fair enough gap to like keep everything going also this is the last episode before halloween so happy halloween everyone i'm like a year-round spooky halloween person i love horror movies i mostly play you know, like horror video games so obviously halloween is my favorite time of the year You know, especially because that's when all the good horror movies come out. I haven't seen Saw X, but I really, really want to see Saw X. Uh, Saw is one of my favorite horror movie franchises. The thing with Saw is that it has an awesome story, but it wasn't executed well because they didn't plan the whole story out in advance. But from what I've heard, Saw X takes place in between Saw 1 and 2, so you get kind of like some backstory, and it kind of has that old feel like, you know, before all these other, like, apprentices and before... Jigsaw was really, like, a household name in the universe, obviously. So, like, having that, like, kind of throwback story added into the series would be really cool. Especially since the last two Saw movies, which was, uh, Spiral and Jigsaw, even though they did, like, play into the plot of the main series, they felt more like extensions, or, like, they're they're like the DLC of the Saw lore, you know? I think it would be cool to, like, see a Saw movie that kind of gets back to its roots, Everyone I know that has seen it says it's awesome. Also, I'm really, really, really excited for Five Nights at Freddy's. It's coming out tomorrow. Actually, I think it might be available on Peacock tonight. That's one of my favorite video game franchises. Now, I know, like, it's popular with little kids. I really don't understand why. Little kids weren't alive in the 80s and 90s to have gone to Chuck E. Cheese or (laughs) Showbiz Pizza. I don't know. Five Nights at Freddy's is a franchise built for people my age, like in their thirties. They're in their thirties now, like the franchise's been going on for ten years. So I was in my early twenties when it started. But I feel like it's it's for like people in that age bracket and it's just been like co-opted by little kids probably because of all the merchandise. But yeah, I'm super excited for that movie. Matt Lillard is playing the, the bad guy in it. And you know like a lot of people are like, oh Shaggy from Scooby Doo <laughs> And I'm like, no, that's Stu Mocker from Scream. Or, I mean, he wasn't a villain in SLC Punk, but that's like a not-kid-friendly character as well. I'm excited to see Matt Lillard play out this villain that, you know, I've I fought against in these video games for the past decade. But anyway, that's just me rambling about horror movies because it's Halloween. <laughs> Alright, so today's topic uh, is going to be kind of silly. Hopefully, I mean, we're only four episodes in, but hopefully by now... Or if you know me from, like, Discord or from around the internet, you know I like being silly a lot. So this can be kind of a silly episode. And it is stupid questions that I still have, even though I'm about to finish my first grow. And it's just things that, like, like questions that kind of have stuck in my head over the past few months. But they're not important enough for me to ask anybody, and I would also kind of feel silly asking them. So I'm just going to tell you all at once all all these dumb questions I have. All right. So the first one is, you know, I'm about to harvest and I'm going to have to put stuff in jars. And I bought these two jars from Target that could probably hold like an ounce or more, but they're skull shaped. So the question I have is, can it be detrimental to not use perfectly cylindrical mason jars? Like, I feel silly asking that, right? But I feel like if I, like, ask people, they'd be like, oh, yeah, you know, you get a humidity pocket under the eye socket and, you know, that could cause bud rot or something. (laughs) I'm just waiting for, like, some some response like that. Has anyone ever used non-cylindrical mason jars or any sort of, like, jars with designs during the curing process? Because I think it would be awesome to cure you know, cure my first plant in two skulls. That'd be great. (laughs) Now, the second question I have is about autopots because I was thinking about getting some autopots just to... I like, you know, there's so many variables in growing cannabis. If I ever get a chance to, like, take one variable off the table, basically, that's amazing because then you can focus in on the other variables and making sure that they're optimized. Currently, I'm using liquid uh, Fox Farm newts and I'm using Fox Farm soil, but I am, like, looking at different ways, you know, whether it's, like, organic or using dry amendments or just all the different things you can do with your medium to feed your plants, just to see what what I can experiment with and what I can switch up. So, my question about auto pots is, if you're using, like, a top dressing, where you need water running over it to break it down for nutrients, and then the auto pots are bottom feeding like how does that work? if you have to let the reservoir run dry and then hand water to get the top dressing to start breaking down doesn't that like negate the efficiency of the auto pots and that's just something like I'm a big like productivity efficiency kind of thinker, so I'm like oh if auto pots you know, they say, like, oh, autopots will save you this much time because you're not hand-watering. But if you're using your medium in a specific way where the water needs to be coming from the top like that, how does that work, and how much efficiency do you lose by having Auto pots with that type of feeding style? And I'm sure there's, like, a really simple explanation to it. But like I said, this is the silly episode about dumb questions, so we're going for it. <laughs> now, here is the big... The big one basically. (laughs) In our culture, not just like in cannabis, I mean I guess in cannabis culture, but just in general culture, there's different levels of how you classify cannabis. So like for the average person, it's just like indica or sativa. And then, you know, sativa is the brainy high and indica is the body high. And that's like as far as people go. And then, you know, as you learn more about cannabis, you get down into you know terpene profiles phenotypes all of that so the question i have is that high level indica versus sativa that the average person has where it's just like brainy High or or couch lock basically is does it matter so i saw a video on youtube that was i want to say it was like who does the like this expert answers Google's most Google questions or whatever. Is that like Vanity Fair or something like that or wired or something? But it's one of those videos and it was a cannabis expert. And she had said that biologically there's really, or probably not biologically. Cause I know people say that like indica plants look like this and sativa plants look like this, but she was talking about how like it's all, you know, biologically it's all cannabis sativa and then also, she she said there have been studies where there's no, like, chemical... There's no, like, difference in the chemical composition between sativa and indica. And that's something that always kind of stuck in my head because, you know, going to dispensaries, I've seen, like, oh, this dispensary has Gorilla Glue as a sativa and this one has Gorilla Glue as an indica, this one has it as a hybrid. There doesn't seem to be a lot of consistency between different growers different breeders and different dispensaries as I started to learn how to grow cannabis people started telling me oh you got to check the trichomes to see when they're done and if they're cloudy cloudy is what gets you high and then when they turn amber amber is what gives you the body high so if you're growing and you can control the amount of body high versus head high that you get couldn't any plant technically be considered a sativa or or an indica? That's just kind of been my thought process as I've been trying to think through this recently. So it's really, it's really a couple questions. It's like biologically, are there actually two different classifications of cannabis plants like that? And then high, why, you know, well, then, then you have the chemical level of like, you know, the THC and, The THC profile and the terpene profile, or I guess I should say like the cannabinoid profile and the terpene profile, is there a difference like chemically? And then on the third level, like the cultural level is more like, do these two different types of plants actually give you the high in one direction or the other? Or is it, does it all just come down to how early or late you harvest the plant based on the you know, the trichrome profile. It just seems to be like, whenever I hear about indica and sativa, there's like all these, like I just said, it operates on many different levels, like a biological level, chemical level, cultural level. And it all seems, like all the information I get seems to be contradictory where I can't like, I can't wrap my head around a good understanding of it. So if anyone has like a, easier way to break it down than that (laughs) i'd love to hear it all right and the last question i have i guess it's not really silly or dumb but it's just something that's been rolling around in my head a bit so i've heard a lot of people say that the first few weeks of the grow is the most important and then everything just kind of you know you know plants and leaves they all build off of themselves so obviously as you get more leaves more photosynthesis occurs and the plant grows bigger and bigger but i've heard a lot of people really hone in on the fact that like the overall size of your plant is like very dependent on the first few weeks. So currently I'm using soil that's already enriched. So for like for the first few weeks I'm really just like dribbling water on it essentially. I try to do the thing where it's like what, what do they say? Like water. So I'm doing like I'm not transplanting. It's just in the final pot and then I I hear, like, the rule of thumb for a lot of people is that they water out to the edge of the leaves. So you get, like, a bigger and bigger circle as the plant starts to go in the veg. But I'm just doing, like, pH water. Nothing crazy. It's getting the newts it needs from the soil. So it's, like... So it's not even, like, a question. Like, I think people are wrong for saying that the first few weeks are important. It's more of, like, I can't think of how to optimize it anymore. So I guess that's, I'm looking for suggestions there of like, uh, outside of climate and like water and what your medium is, what really is there to do with a seedling that can like really optimize for a really big plant. So that's probably the next thing I'm going to try to learn about. And also as a, as a side note, I think I'm about to start teaching myself how to LST on like a main plant. Obviously, it's very nerve-wracking, but between what I've done with the bonsais I've had, I at least feel confident handling it. Like, I feel like I could, uh like, install the ties and the clips and everything correctly, but more so about, like, the style of doing it. Like, oh, you know, what angle do you bend it down to, or how often do you adjust it, or how many times, you know, do you tie down all the other branches, too, kind of thing. So I'm trying to figure it. I'm trying to figure that out right now, but I use the bonsai. I think I said it in episode one where I was purposefully growing bonsais to teach my like get get more comfortable with lst. Between that and like defoliating the main plants, like I'm I'm getting pretty comfortable with handling the plants. Oh my god, pulling off the first fan leaf ever on your first plant. Man, what a day that was. That was a rush, let me tell you. And now I'm, like, plucking them off left and right (laughs) as they're fading off and dying. It's been been a crazy few months, let me tell you. I've learned so much. I feel like I've taken, like, college course on this already. I've probably learned more about growing cannabis in the past few months than I've probably learned in all of grad school. But (laughs) I just love learning new shit. I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) All right, so that's today's episode. I just wanted to... Ask a bunch of weird questions that have been in my head and just have fun with it. And yeah, happy Halloween, everyone. Hope you have fun and uh, I'll see you next week. Peace.